0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. If you're familiar with Geekscape, you recognize my voice as that of Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking all about this brand new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that dropped on Disney+. Plus. This is James Gunn's second to last venture into the Marvel Universe. He's got... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming up in May. Uh, and that, he said, is the last um, entry in of this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy that we were um, introduced to in Volume 1. I think this was like Marvel's first uh, foray into kind of the weirder part of their comic universe. And I think that they've really blown the doors open on the weirdness of the Marvel Universe in MCU's Phase 4, which has been fun to watch. Uh, although some fans think it's... Maybe a little bit messy and maybe there's too much being introduced and there's no cohesive uh, plot thread like there was in the first three phases of the Marvel Universe. But we'll talk about it here with Ian Kerner. Mainly, we're just going to talk about this brand new Christmas special, holiday special that's going on right now on Disney Plus and how much fun it is to watch. And it just feels good to have James Gunn uh, give us another Guardian story here in the Marvel Universe. So we'll talk about it as soon as we get back uh, after this uh, intro. All right, Geekscapers, let's get it going. All right, Geekscape is welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, and we're going to get right to it the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that hit on Disney Plus late last week. I've got Ian Kerner waiting in the wings to talk it over with me, but some quick bookkeeping things. Uh, we have a brand new uh, live stream event happening. It's a charity for Big Brothers Big Sisters, same as it's been the last two years. It's happening December 9th. And if you're watching this live on YouTube, Twitch, uh, or Facebook, You just have to sit where you are and you'll see it on the feed. I think almost every podcast on the Geekscape Network is involved in some way. Uh, We're going to be streaming all day and raising money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. We've hit our goal each of the last two years, and this is year number three. Our goal is bigger, but I think we're going to hit it. It's giving Tuesday right now on the recording of this, so... I think if you're on Facebook and you go to the Geekscape Facebook page, you're going to see a link that I just posted up there to uh, maybe get a a head start on donating to this Big Brothers Big Sisters campaign. It'd be really super awesome if you donated to that uh, in advance of the live stream on the 9th. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think Geekscape is kind of in the middle of the pack there on the live stream coming at you midday, and I'm putting some guests together for that one. It should be a fun uh, time the whole stream should be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Trying to pace myself, trying to not to get too worn out. Um, this weekend is LA Comic Con. Uh, shifting gears just a little bit. LA Comic Cons this weekend, we have a few of the podcasts representing whoever's in LA is going to probably do a panel at LA Comic Con, and I've got a handful of them. Uh, I'll start s- spamming socials here in the next day with what's going on. Uh, as far as i'm involved i think there's five panels i'm doing uh three on the main stage and if you're listening to geekscape i'm going to try and get them all up here on the feed over the course of the next month or two um it's going to be a lot of fun i wish you that you y'all were there if you are there come by and say hi and be like hey jonathan i'm a geekscape listener or a fan or a friend or just say hi it'll be a fun weekend i'm really looking forward to it um and if you aren't there, <laughs> subscribe, share this feed with your friends, and you'll be a part of the fun later on as I add that stuff to the feed. So lots of stuff going on here at Geekscape. Uh, we're having a ton of fun. We're trying to create a lot of fun content. The numbers on some of the other shows on the network have been fantastic, so I'm super excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, there'll be tons of stuff coming down the pipe, so you're in the right place. All right, speaking of in the right place. If you want to talk comics, especially this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, we've got my good friend Ian Turner. Ian, I think it's about time that I give them a spoiler warning for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Not that this sounds like a good idea. Yeah, the spoilers aren't too big. The specials kind of uh, just kind of surprised us. You know, we hadn't heard a whole lot until about a month out (laughs) when we started saying, oh, the specials coming. And it's technically the end of phase four. I mean, I think officially it was kind of forever, but this is the last thing that we get before the the start of phase five, which is the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Right. So this is kind of the end of phase four, and it's a fun way to end it. What did you think of the special? Um, I was
0: kind of disappointed in it, personally. Um, I, you know, it had some really funny moments. It was cute in spots. I thought that, you know, for mostly it was just a little, I mean, it was silly and Guardians often is, but I mean, like the first Guardians movie, I love, I love that movie so much. The second one was a little disappointing, dragged a bit, wasn't as good, still liked it, you know? And this, I was kind of like, are they seriously, this is what they're doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I guess there's, one of the Easter eggs in it is the movie that Kevin Bacon is watching. is like a 1964 movie. Like Santa Claus versus the Martians, Martians, you know, and so which is very similar to the plot
1: line, right? Yeah, it's the Martians kidnap Santa Claus. And in this one, uh, to get Peter Quill uh, a gift, the Guardians, mainly uh, Drax and um, Mantis, go to Earth and they kidnap Kevin Bacon because... Yeah. I mean, what this is what I liked about it, and I, I really enjoyed the whole thing, and I thought it was fun. I didn't expect it to be the most groundbreaking entry into the MCU. I thought this was going to be exactly what I thought it it delivered, which is a fun um, time. Uh, I love that it tied into the first two Guardians movies in a really good way and kind of set the stage for Guardians three. It, uh, you know, at the I thought it was really brilliant that it that Kevin Bacon, somebody who saves an entire town in footloose. And that is what Peter Quill grew up with. And that's how he saved the galaxy at the end of the first yeah. one. And, 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 they, and they called it back. And they called it back. Great. And and I also like that a lot of volume two, which like you said, it, it's a little bit of a long volume. Um, I described it as, uh, you know, giving us a little too much of the good things that we got from volume one to where, you know, it, it kind of, you know, made it a little bit too long. Uh, it actually made volume two, something that I thought I I should revisit a little uh, again, because I love the, I I probably should too. I haven't seen it since it came out. And I think that that intro with a young Peter Quill in the animated intro, trying to celebrate Christmas and, you know, having Yondu come in and be like, no. And like smash the Christmas tree and be like, we don't, we take what we earn here as Reavers. And, and there's no, going to be no Christmas on my ship. I thought that was a beautiful way to set up um, the friendship and and all that. Um, Well, and then, and then the, the 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 importance of Christmas to Peter. Well, well, what I really liked
0: about um, actually the, the flashback stuff is it was actually consistent. Yondo in front of anyone else is an asshole, and then you see the tender moment with him and Peter, and the fact that Peter's gift actually started him on it. Like it was so bizarre in the first movie, like uh, with these figurines. Like, you know, where does that come from? And this is where that
1: comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really smart writing, and I i i i mean we we saw it with peacemaker we've seen it a million times over we'll hopefully see it going forward in the dc entertainment universe but like james gunn's writing is so economic and so much fun and it doesn't sacrifice character for plot everything's just kind of flowing and i i love being surprised by how smart he is with some of his revelations and some of his his twists and how he always pays off the smallest things that he introduces and he does it these really beautifully surprising ways that are always, uh, really fun. And the idea to go and kidnap Kevin Bacon and have just a, a mantis in Drax on this little journey to earth, I think is hilarious. Obviously they were shooting this during the filming of volume three, uh, which we see in May, which we're going to see in May. Uh, James Gunn has said publicly on social media that this is a, in interviews, that this is a very, that was a very tough shoot for him. So having a break where he can just kind of have fun and make a little bit of a a Christmas party of a shoot to make the Christmas special, um, it shows. It shows that everybody's having fun. Um, Some of the things that are new in it that are revelations are, let's talk about Swole Groot real fast. It isn't, I just read that it's not someone in a suit. This is a CGI. I, I, yeah. It looks like so someone I'll, I'll tell you, I'll take my first thought when
0: I saw it, you know, I saw that that's a grid is like, are they saving money, putting a, you know, a big guy in a suit. And then as I was watching it and you see all the little roots moving around, I'm like, no, that's CGI. The whole you thing. Know? So then CGI. I
1: wondered, it's not even augmented. Yeah. So. Well,
0: well, No, I know. I know. I, I wondered in, in background shots, did they, you know, did they cheat it? And uh, yeah, apparently not. Yeah. The entire thing, 100% CGI.
1: That's fun. It's good to see that this is an iteration of Groot that is different than the Groot that "quote unquote" yeah, died in the first Guardians movie. This is this is like no, but he, but he, he did die. Yeah. James
0: kind of said that repeatedly that this is his progeny. Mm-hmm. This is not the same Groot.
1: Yeah, and it's also good to see the old '97s. That Christmas song that they play at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie was a lot of fun, um, and it's good to see a bunch of people getting re-familiarized with the old '97s. Uh, that's cool. Um, James Gunn's soundtrack is punk laden, you know, Christmas hits. In this one, mm-hmm. uh, we also introduced a new universe to the Marvel universe—that of the GoBots. That's a Hasbro. The GoBots. The ha- Hasbro owns the GoBots, but um, people were asking well, why not just use hey, ROM hey. Space Night? As you know, who who ha, you know is also owned by a different company, but has been in the it's universe. also Hasbro. Um, it is also Hasbro, and James Gunn just said, "Hey, it's funnier to do Gobots and have yeah. you know what is it, Kill Cycle or whatever <laughs> that character is." up? You know, listen, it always frustrated me.
0: Both Rom and Micronauts were two comics that were ended up crossing over with so many other things and introduced some integral stuff you know um you know rom had a bunch of x men crossovers and things like that you know um micronauts obviously a lot of cool characters all that and then and and i'm bringing this up for a reason because um with micronauts in particular when we talk about the guardians and other guardians and proto guardians i might even say you know micronauts was a book it was toys and they were the micronaut figures but one of the Marvel-specific characters in Micronauts, Bug, who was a member of the team, mm-hmm. um, wasn't part of Hasbro. It was a Marvel creation. So the issue is that, so to, to be, I'm sorry, right, we should back up and say this, that both Ram and Micronauts were toys that Marvel did comics of. And it was a licensing deal. It was whatever at the time. I mean, money worked differently back then. And, you know, I think, you know, the uh, toy companies figured, oh, great, you know, we're getting publicity. But eventually, Marvel wasn't able to make, the, make use those characters anymore. So what they ended up with is what was left over. So for instance, Rom Space Night, Marvel was still able to use Space Nights and things they did on Space Nights, like with the Planet Space, is Rom anymore. Yeah, they couldn't use Rom anymore. So they followed up doing all kinds of space nights and Galador and all that, but actual Rom isn't in it. Right. So whenever they go back to space nights, they just don't mention Rom, which is like, uh, it sort of hurts my head as an old fan, you know, because he was so major. But that's the deal. You know, dire Wraiths, all of that—that that was the Rom comic, and that was the main bad guy. But that wasn't a toy. Yeah. Only the actual Rom was a toy. So all the mythology they can use, they can't use Rom. Likewise, Micronauts. Micronauts was this toy. And they then, the comics built out a whole story behind, you know, the toys and, and other things with it. And one of the characters that they created, this insectoid character called Bug, you know, was part of, they were in the microverse. Sometimes they came to, you know, the regular universe. Well, eventually, when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, Bug was a
1: galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I've got people commenting, you're, Ian's, a, Connection's a little jumpy here, but uh, you're you're cleaning up a little bit. Um, We didn't lose any of that, Ian. Um, But uh, we're getting a couple of people in the comments saying, hey, the character's name from GoBots is called SideKill. And what I think is the most interesting about it, um, yeah, if you can close some programs, Ian, it might help the streaming. But uh, what I think is most interesting about it is uh, I kind of did a double take and said, wait, has Drax's like brother or cousin that these go bots killed. Has this been established in the MCU? It hasn't. So joke or not, there are now go bots in the MCU and they actually killed Drax's cousin, brother, whatever the, the, the story is. Um we also have a comment from a Facebook user say, hey, did either of you get Star Wars holiday vibes from this? Structurally it felt kind of similar and they even included animated segments. Uh that brings up a bigger picture. If you look at the, three, the point. if you look at the three volumes of the Guardians of the galaxy and you think of the first one as A New Hope and the second one is Empire Strikes Back, which I think structurally has a ton of similarities to Empire Strikes Back, including uh, the delineation of the group into two parts. You have Luke going to Dagobah, while Han and Leia mm-hmm. go to Bespin. And here you have uh, Peter and his group going to Ego, while the while Groot and his group and Rocket are kidnapped by the Reavers. The Ravagers. Ravagers. Um, uh, there you there you've got some Empire Strikes Back. Rivers, uh, Rivers it, is Firefly. It's Firefly, right? Um, here you've got in, even more of a step, and it, it was very similar to the scene from Return of the Jedi, but the revelation that Peter and uh and, and Mantis are brother and sister, brother and sister from
0: Ego. And and you made a very good point about uh, the deleted scene that I actually hadn't seen. It's a deleted from scene from Volume Two. Yes.
1: And that's a scene that
0: uh, showed yeah. someone who seemed like in Mantis' mother.
1: Yeah, you see Mantis' mother. There was an actress who, ca- who was cast as Mantis' mother. Same race as Mantis. Uh, who's a bit of like an empath who can touch you and make you think different ways. Obviously, they used to kidnap Kevin Bacon in this one to hilarious effect. Um, the, yeah, they, they filmed that for Volume 2. Um, ego uh, having sort of a similar relationship that he does with Peter's mother. Having it with Mantis' mother. And that makes them half-brother and sister and going forward into volume three that is probably going to lay the groundwork for what james is saying is the most emotional chapter in the guardians um universe which is his ending which is james gunn's ending to this chapter which is the guardians galaxy um ian i wanted to ask you uh how does it change anything i think i think it only makes it more star wars in a sense sure uh, I know you were thinking. I, mean, I know that's... you were thinking about that Ewok village scene when you, when they had that con- that conversation <laughs> on the you know on you know they're looking out over people. It was very much that scene from the Ewok village where Leia reveals to uh, Luke. and They have the brother sister talk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know it, it, it is very and I, and, I'm, and I don't think that's a you know a coincidence from James, mm-hmm. Scott, You know, um, I mean I know Kevin Feige always said Guardians of the Galaxy was you know Marvel Star Wars, right? right.
1: And uh, here's another correction that came up uh, from Facebook is, hey, Reavers is also X-Men. You know, the cyborgs, we mm-hmm. saw them in Logan. Donald Pierce, he, part cybernetics. Um, okay, that's a good good note on that one. There are Reavers in the Marvel Universe. All right, Ian. Um, I mean, I, I guess you
0: know, to me, I, I reference the Firefly of it because I feel like... They're similar. You know, Firefly and Guardians are so similar, yeah. right? Yeah, a bunch of scrappers I mean, who go out I, and I, take... And by the way, let's call this out because I feel like a place that you want to go in this is what's next. But to me, part of what's next in the comics, you have to think about what came before. So James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy is not quite where Guardians of the Galaxy started in Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics, the original Guardians of the Galaxy, actually take place, you know, it's sort of like Marvel's Legion where it's you a know, um, thousand years in the future and humanity has been fighting this Badoon war and they have you know, these different members who are basically, it's mostly made up of genetically engineered humans who were genetically engineered to live on different planets. Okay. Um, so, so that's the initial thing. And then in the present, they formed the Guardians of the Galaxy coming out of a bunch of big cosmic crossover stuff like Annihilation. So, and eventually we got a Guardians that looked similar to what we got in the comics, but that's not, that's not what its origins were. And and I think, you know, that, I mean, Firefly kind of has that look. I also, you know, I compare it, you, you know, I talk about Dreadstar a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, um, so there, there was a Guardians team that before the current Guardians team in the comics, and we saw a glimpse of them in volume two with Sylvester Stallone's, ravagers team that was, did, yes. did have yondu on it like yondu is a member of that original team he Was a member of that team um, Again, martin x charlie 27 so
0: martin x is the crystalline one right
1: and in are those like let's say marvel says you know what James is going on to, move, to run DC. Let's find another fun mm-hmm. filmmaker to give us a volume four or a reset of the guardians of the galaxy and continue that story. We can see a new version of the team that maybe has one yeah, or two look, crossover uh, holdovers, but back, back when volume two came out, James Gunn straight up said then
0: that it was only going to be three volumes as long before we had any inklings of him going over to DC. It was, you know, that's what he said it was going to be. hmm and uh, and at that time, everyone talked about, oh, are we going to just get another version? You know, and I mean, what's interesting to me, and you really see this with this special, you saw it with Infinity War, you see that, you know, this idea, even in volume two, that the Guardians are this known thing, they have a function, that, you know, they have respect. Um, so it remains to be seen James Gunn's been pretty definitive, which sort of says, I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's going to be a lot of deaths or what it's going to be, but there's definitely not going to be any possibility
1: of this team being together at the end of that movie. Right. And here you see changes like they've bought nowhere. Nowhere is that, that flying celestial head in mm-hmm. space. They've got, th- they bought that. And they also added a member of the guardians in this episode. They added Cosmo, the, Ru- yeah. the Russian telekinetic dog, like, it's hilarious, wow. but Cosmo is very much on the team now. was in that last shot of this special, and uh-huh. I think he's going to be, or she, it's Cosmo's she, uh, she's going to be a part of that team in the in the next uh, movie. So you- I've always loved that character, and Cosmo is a comic book character. Mm-hmm. I love Cosmo. So, we've got this next movie, which also introduces Adam Warlock, and I think Nova. Um, Rumors, rumors. about Nova. Okay. Been,
0: I mean, listen, they've been They've been talking about Nova from the get-go. I mean, you know, honestly, personally, one of the disappointing things for me in the first Guardians was that you basically you have the Nova Corps, Mm -hmm. and it's not they're not Nova power; they're just regular cops without any power. But the fact that um, they lost their whole planet may play into the a unique status of Nova, which at times initially Nova Man Called Nova was just a member of a corps. But ultimately, he became this lone Nova. Okay. So I suspect we might get some version of that world mind using all of its power.
1: If we get the Novas at all, you, you think they might not? If we get Nova at all. Listen, personally, I'm hoping, you know, for
0: two, you know, but we'll see.
1: Okay. So we enter volume three without Gamora on the team, but adding Cosmo, knowing that Peter and Nebula, or Peter and Mantis are brother sister. Uh, yeah. kind of the familiar team that we've had, except for those changes. Um, who can we see on the team at the end? We could see we could see Adam Warlock. Has he been on the team before in the comics? Um, and who would you like to see, really? Like,
0: so, so Adam Warlock really... Adam Warlock was part of a team that predates Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Um, you had Adam Warlock as this character, and he dealt with Thanos and a lot of the Infinity um, Gauntlet stuff. And off of that, they did the Infinity Watch. So you have Adam Warlock, you have Gamora, you have Pip the Troll, Who, you have Drax. You've seen Pip the Troll. It- Pip the Troll popped up at the end of Eternal. So Drax and Gamora are holdovers from that team. Okay. Um, so bring Adam Warlock and definitely could be part of that. You know, again, he's saying, I mean, you know, do we, do we keep anybody? You know, um, I always thought, so Rocket and Groot together came out of Annihilation and then they let it, you know, they ended up, Gardens together, but I mean, you know, you love them together. Sure, that that did come from the comics.
1: Yeah, and Groot's so, one of the oldest characters from the new r- phase of of Mar- DC of Marvel because yeah, Groot was a like Groot, a monster Groot, character right around the time yeah. the Hulk was introduced. I think Groot was before,
0: and then Groot reappeared. I think um, sort of like um, I think that they did a Groot versus Thor thing because um, you know the same way they did. Um, uh, you know, uh, they pulled from um,
1: uh, court, Cork, right. And we're, we're that talking like about Ford early 60s and early. Where Marvel's, yeah, Journey in Mystery. Marvel's still trying to find their footing. They haven't really launched yeah. Fantastic Four yet. was in
0: Journey in the Mystery or Tales to Astonish. I'm trying to. Um,
1: I thought it was a. I, I'll never be able to tell. <laughs> it was one of, okay, one of those. So we have this team going into it. Um, who are some of the characters that might get introduced in the next uh, few years that if there wants to be a volume four or a new iteration? Well, of so the as audience, I said,
0: I, I think for me, then popping Pip in there, that's major. And by the Pip. way, Star Fox also.
1: Sure. Star Fox has been on the team. A lot of the you know? cosmic characters.
0: So so here's the thing. So as the team became what it is, you've had a bunch of characters run through it. Include Captain Marvel makes complete sense mm-hmm. with her being out in space. You know, in fact, for me, you know, I want to know, like, okay, it's not just the it's that that's five years. Was she part of it? We've seen that. um So it's interesting, right? In end game, we see this sort of cosmic Avengers. So were the guardians not a thing in those five years? Cause most of them were gone. Mm-hmm. Definitely rocket and Nebula were working together. You know, yes. captain Marvel was part of that, you know, Gruet was gone. Black widow was coordinating, but were they the Avengers or were they guardians? I- I'm not entirely clear there, okay. you know, and, and that's okay. Um, You know, there's a lot of characters that you know they they've done like the heavy hitter Guardians of the Galaxy. You know you get like Beta Ray Bill, Silver Surfer, Fire Lord. You know Nova, as we already mentioned. Yeah. You know um, pretty, Quasar.
1: Pretty powerful characters on that one.
0: So Quasar. Yeah. You know who? You know I mean you want those characters you know. Um, it's the right place to put those characters. It's, 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 Guardians is the cosmic aspect of the franchise, right? There's a lot of other places you can go with the cosmic stuff. There's a lot of, of characters that we're still waiting to see and be revealed, but they can easily bring them in there. So, as, as we, we mentioned, Eero, um, Star Fox, and um, Pip. Pip the Troll, yeah. you know, are we going to get another Eternals? Are we not? Do we want one? The Kingo movie is actually an Easter egg in this special. Uh, you see these posters of the Kingo movie.
1: Describe that King, one. Kingo Christmas. I didn't catch Kingo, that. Kingo,
0: Kingo is um, um, what's his face? Uh, Kumal Najani's oh, character.
1: Oh, there's a there's so, advertising. And, he, and he's the actor. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a, Yeah. There's there's oh, one nice. sheet. I didn't
1: catch it's, that. That's really fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so that was in the special.
1: I think. So listen, so they're not letting it go, right? You know
0: that that, that shit happened. Eternals happened. Tur- Tur- Eternals is a thing, and I've
1: heard rumors as to how that Celestial is going to play later in the MCU. How that oh the yeah, because they Celestials. don't reference it all Wakanda Forever. They don't, but um, e- Eternals happened, and I think that Eternals is set. And Geekscape is, you may be groaning right now, but I think Eternals is going to be set up in a few years for a soft. Re kind of re uh, where
0: so someone mentioned Moondragon, yeah. Moondragon, absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned Quasar and
1: and yeah, um, mm-hmm. Could we see Sylvester Stallone's character from volume two show up on the in volume three? Obviously, they work together on sure. on Suicide Squad.
0: I mean, by the way, I, I want Vance Astrovic.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell me who that is, you know. <laughs> I just said, um, mm-hmm.
0: so <laughs> so Vance Astrovic is an interesting character. He appeared in a lot of Marvel comics, Defenders, Avengers, things like that, as a boy who was a mutant who was telekinetic, okay? But then you find out that Major Astro, a thousand years in the future, who's one of the the founders of the Guardians of the Galaxy, is Vance Astrovic. The kid from the 20th century will grow up to become an astronaut and end up in a whole suspended animation thing and end up in this containment suit, and he's still alive in the 30th, uh Sentry, and he is Captain Marcus how, shield. How do you keep? And he's a
1: telekinetic. How do you keep track of all this shit? It's just shit. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Ian, right you're like blowing uh, my mind, and I know Geekscape is. Re- I get comments every time you're on the show. That's like I, I'm amazed by how much Ian knows, but that deep cut right there. Would you consider that even a deep cut? Maybe not to you, but to me, I'm like, holy crap! To me. what is yeah, he even saying? Just,
0: that's just the language. I, I, read, I read, I read comics in the '70s and '80s. Wow, wow. So it's like you know, advanced, and so then what? That Vance Astrovik, then the way that what a- ended up happening is he ended up becoming one of the New Warriors. Okay, and we're not getting them. I mean, well, we've I gotten we're some. Not, or, uh, but, yeah, you know, we're probably not going to get Yeah, or Speedball. so, you remember New Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. Vance Astrovik. Uh, that Vance Astrovik is ma- is Major Astro in Guardians of the Galaxy in the future.
1: Okay, um, so he, Firestar's boyfriend. Ian, um, I think we're just going to have to wait and see on volume three. Yeah. Uh, see who's on the team. Is it May? It's May. Yeah, we're getting we're getting so... Okay, I think... Let me see. If, That's not that long. No, it's not that long because um, right after the holidays in February, we're going to get the Mania sometime yeah. in, I think, March. Which re- I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. In March and April, we're going to get the uh, Secret Invasion. Okay, and then we got it's, May. Is that
0: the next show, next or is there a show, show before that?
1: The next show is Secret Invasion. Remember, they're already running okay. trailers for it and stuff like that.
0: Oh no, I've seen that. I, I just I'm trying to thinking about what's
1: next. And there's a new Secret Invasion comic miniseries that that hit the stands, that I thought was pretty fun. Uh, it's a yeah. it's a lot more Fury focused than mm-hmm. um, what we got in the Secret Invasion crossover from a few years ago. Um, and I I think it's fun. There's a lot of fun comics on the stands right now. So so. Quantumania, Secret Invasion,
0: Guardians three, the Marvels in July, and the Marvels in July, mm-hmm. and
1: somewhere there's what other more series. series? Uh, I think Loki would have to be up
0: pretty soon. Loki season two is definitely coming, and um, Agatha.
1: Uh, I don't know how much they're filming of Agatha, but we've seen Agatha's filming. Oh, cool. It's filming currently. Okay. Covenant right. of Chaos. The Covenant of Chaos? I'm kidding. Yeah. Covenant of Chaos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Ian, anything else you want to add? We've obviously not mentioned Nebula get, ripping Bucky's arm off in a holiday cheer. I, I mean, I, I, that's a really funny... Uh, oh, um, so Thunderbolts
0: is until the following year, right? 2024?
1: Correct. I th- so think that... Thunder- seems like
0: he has an arm, but maybe he gets a new yeah, one. Yeah,
1: well... Uh, when I first saw the arm, it took me a while to remember the line from uh, e- from Endgame or wh- whatever it was, where he says, "I'm going to get that arm." Rocket says, "I'm going to get that arm," and it looked like the destroyer arm there for a bit. I was like, "Holy crap!" Um, but yeah, Nebula supposedly, according to Gunn, ripped it off of Bucky in a fifth holiday. It, it did cheer. look like it did look like the vibranium arm, not the original, right? Yeah, we um, I mean, lost that a long time ago. So. We've got Jim Pellegrini in the in the um, comments and he says Ian do you care to speculate on who Aubrey Plaza might play in the Agatha Harkness show that you just said is filming right now Um I mean there's a lot of characters she
0: could be right yeah, Or a new in character a right daughter. like who, who 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 isn't she I think I feel like I've seen some speculation that she might be Agatha's daughter because they did you know there's the Salem 7 Agatha had tons of kids who were really bad Okay so, you know, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a possibility. Um, she won't be Satana because they did that in the Hellstrom show. Right. So so we can rule her out, I think. I don't know if anyone watched that. I saw a recent um, drop about, you know, they, they listed the, the all the Marvel shows. That Fox was in, doing. F- f- from worst to best. Yeah. No, just all of them. That have been done since uh, since the MCU started. I think Hellstrom was last.
1: Does that make uh, the
0: best or the worst? Worst. Okay. Um, We're not. It it wasn't. It wasn't good. But I did.
1: We're not doing the Generation X uh, show from the no. That that, doesn't count. (laughs) And (laughs) that's just a one-off. What about the Nick Fury show? The Nick Fury TV movie that happened again. Both of those are just movie MOWs. Well, hey, I
0: watched. Hey, it's a multiverse. (laughs) Hey, it's the Hoff know. as
1: Nick Fury. It's a multiverse like the Hoff could come back as Nick Fury. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't count him out, don't count out that generation. I think uh I was at like a charity event years ago and one of the actresses that was on I was hosting it. It was it was a dog charity event when I was married to Laura. Uh, I knew someone that was in that generation And she was movie. in the generation next show and I was like, "Hey, TV's, I forget her name, but I introduced her on stage. and It was uh, and that was one of her credits. I I, I was trying to familiarize myself with this what actress. Who did she play? Well, oh, and it's been six plus years, but I tried to introduce. I was doing the IMD, the You know, before I go on stage and moderate. Well, Fenola Hughes played the White Queen. It wasn't Fenola Hughes. Hughes. It was a, one of the younger. Okay. It was one of the younger kids. She was. Older Hughes now. was a
0: major actress on General Hospital. Okay, she was like a, like a major fan favorite actress.
1: Yeah, I was doing. The, she was
0: also in Staying Alive. She's the love interest. In
1: I was doing Alive. the IMDb deep dive. And I just kind of Generation X was on there and I was like, holy shit, like you played one of the mutant kid students on Generation X. And uh, I didn't bring that up on stage because everybody would have been like, what you the got... hell are you talking about, nerd? But Stalker. Yeah. Well, I have to do research and I've got I got to do research for this weekend's panels as well. I've got uh, I got some work to do to refamiliarize myself with some of the people I'm interviewing. Um, all right, Ian, thank you so much for being a part of this, man. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the the special as much as I did. I just thought it was fun. I it had parts, you know, that I enjoyed.
0: Um, I, I don't know. I, I I felt like like the nowhere scenes. I felt like it was weird because obviously they spent a lot of money in certain CGI things, and some stuff looked really like just flat and not like. I don't. I don't know if it was the lighting. It just. It felt really video. Video.
1: They're shooting you know a lot I mean? of stuff on the on the environments now. Those else the, volume. the, the volumes called the volume. And they're yeah. shooting a lot of those things on volumes now, and uh, there's an argument to be made for them because uh, I was meeting with people who own volumes a couple weeks ago, um, and I love shooting practical, but they were making some great arguments on cutting your days down and doing all this. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think dead. Then I was reading people writing about dead media the other day, and dead media is like late 90s. They're talking about how beautiful dead, like late 90s movies looked, and they were calling it. Shot on dead media, and I was just like, "No, these movies are stunning, and they were shot practically." And I don't know, but uh I had it. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, it's the
0: argument of Andor versus Mandalorian Obi Wan. You know, I mean, Andor is not shot in the volume, and Obi Wan Mandalorian are. You know,
1: yeah, but I think there's even deviations between the quality and Obi Wan versus Man- Mandalorian. Right, like Mandalorian was kind of Mandalorian's done really well, and Obi Wan. It's just a different style, I think ultimately, like it's just yeah. a different style um, uh a buddy of mine is lighting John Watts's film in, in the current film, the one that he's he's doing in lieu of Fantastic Four, and John Watts loves the volume and loves shooting on those things um cool. so they're having fun with that one all right um friendos? That is it, I think, from the Guardians of the, Ge- the Geekscape here, talking about the holiday special. Ian, um, I think we'll see each other after the holidays. Oh, you can feel free to, to jump in during our charity stream and say hi. Maybe something like that. That's going to be next Friday at 9. I'm trying to keep this sunlight from getting in my face. Uh, whatever you're up to. We'll, we'll see you again. Yeah, you'll see me again. <laughs> he never strays too far. Uh, thanks for joining me, buddy. Geekscape, Geekscapist, um, jump in on it email me Jonathan at geekscape.net or join us on social media. Just search for geekscape on Facebook and it, wherever you get on your social medias, maybe Twitter for the next week that it's still here Um, and search for geekscape and chat with us. Tell Ian what you thought of the guardian special and Wakanda forever and all that. And if you haven't heard the Wakanda forever special, it's in the feed like two, three episodes ago and we had a pretty awesome debate on that one. Um Jason Elliott's is going to lead us out and he says, what's up guys. Hope you had a good holiday. Did,
0: did it end yet?
1: The, the Wakanda kind of I i, I, I stuck Wakanda forever, me. yeah, in the movie, sorry, <laughs> how dare you sir how dare you, um Jason i I may have to
0: revisit that, you know, a lot of people love it, yeah, yeah, people are allowed to love their things, I mean, I cried, yeah, but uh, you um, know,
1: not as much as I thought it would, well, Ian, well, for what reasons, um uh, well, Ian. Uh If people want to hear that, they can go and listen to the podcast about it. The one thing that we didn't talk about on the podcast though was are they ever going to address whether or not vision was successfully downloaded into the continent computers in Apparently infinity not. war okay
0: I, mean, I I thought the idea was he wasn't, but I mean obviously it would be a great way to fix if you will the white
1: vision right mm-hmm. and we're getting another one division that's been announced, right. Or a Vision uh-huh. Wanda? Just call it Vision Wanda.
0: Would you, would you get it Vision, right? Sure, whatever. It's going to be about White Vision. I don't know. I mean, I don't know
1: all right we don't know folks uh we'll, we'll see you back here in a few weeks um geekscape is. i'm not going anywhere i just watched an amazing documentary on dave stevens the creator of the rocketeer i'm trying to get the director of the documentary on to talk about dave stevens and the rocketeer and his career and his life um we're working on a few things hopefully that episode happens we're working on a few things here so keep subscribing keep commenting keep sharing with your friends and until next time geekscape forever don't hate create love you ian loves you too